This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for this first week of August. Bishop Brennan desires to share with us the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth, and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our lives. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you. How good to be talking with you today, Bill. You know, we uh, talked a little bit about gratitude over the last few weeks in our daily readings, and you wanted to discuss gratitude today, especially as it relates to law enforcement and first responders. You have a history with first responders in your family. As a matter of fact, I do. I, 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 I tell people, um, I guess I'm the son the brother and now the uncle of uh, men in law enforcement. So, uh, yes, it's in my family. My father was a New York City police officer for 24 years and also worked with the federal government. And I have brothers in the field, both in the New York City police and federal government. And so, uh, in- indeed, I come out of that background and with that sensitivity. And I, I see a-, a lot of what they've experienced over the years and and through them i came to know a lot of people and here too in columbus i've gotten to know a number of our police officers um um who are very uh helpful to us in our parishes in our schools but really they're great com- parishioners and community leaders and uh, make tremendous tremendous sacrifices for our safety and well-being you know, the uh, the obvious thing is that our, our police officers and our first responders are only in incidences usually that are hostile and violent or urgent. And it must be a courageous way to live, to be in those situations on a frequent basis. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. The, the bottom line is you never know, one never knows um, what one is walking into. You know, and so uh, there's always that sense of being aware and being prepared for for anything. Um, You know, by and large, the great number of encounters that uh, police would have within the community is very positive Um, and um, and and working with people and um, really caring for the community. Um, But it's. The reality of the evil, the reality of the violence that um, th- that be- that make makes everything a little bit more nerve wracking, you know. And again, it's a great great risk. But even to do the regular day to day things, caring for the community, requires a lot of self sacrifice too. You know, it's putting the needs of others, putting the needs of uh, the the community ahead of your own. Just I'll, here's a simple example. Right now we're in some uh, pretty nice weather. These well, I'm not sure about this morning, but uh, <laughs> but you know it, it's uh, warm outside and sometimes pleasant to be out there. But think about those who are patrolling the streets um, in the heart of the winter um, or in the dead of night. Um, so so it's not always like the life and death situations that cause the sacrifices. It's really the day-to-day, putting up with the elements, um, sometimes working on a rotating clock, there are many, many sacrifices that our first responders, you know, I, I was speaking very specifically in my column on Sunday about the police because of the current situation really nationally, the, the, the rhetoric nationally that that's uh, taking place, but and some of the violent attacks. 
But um, but the fact is, even just day to day, the sacrifices that they and all first responders make are to our benefit. Mm. You said that you've uh, been in discussions with local police officers. Uh, what have they said about this horrific murder of uh, George Floyd? Well, a couple of times I have said that I've never encountered anyone who said anything less than condemning that horrific murder. And, you know, the, the, there's nobody who seems to, nobody who says that it's uh, justified or justifiable. So, um, you know, our, our first responders, our police officers, um, by and large, they reject that kind of behavior. And, you know, we see that in all levels of society. In any group of people, there's somebody who, who acts in the wrong way, and that besmirches the whole organization. But the organization has, stands up and says, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not right. That doesn't reflect us. And uh, and so um, I find that the police officers that I've encountered have been very strong in their condemnation of what happened there, and rightly so, and rightly so. There's also a need for self-examination in any leadership position. Um, you spoke about that in your article, the Catholic Times, uh, this week. Speak yes. a little bit more about that. Well, part of what we hear uh, in in the current vocabulary is a need for reform, and yes, I think that's probably true. There's a need for reform, though, in every institution. So, and, and that will always be until the end of the world, right? <laughs> because when when you when you put humans together, you're going to have to uh, constantly and vigilantly reexamine and see that first of all, um, the the rules that we live by are in keeping for us as Catholics with the gospel values, but you know, even just secular in the secular world with, um, with, with good order, with, with justice and what is right. Um, so we need to check that that's the case, but also we need to check and make sure that we're abiding by them and that everybody is abiding by them. So, um, that was true. We, we, we've gone through a purification in the church, and we continue to do that. Um, but that's true in police, off, in police departments. It's true, I say, in every level of government. We see that need right now in government. You know, but again, that doesn't mean that everybody's bad. Um, and, um, and quite honestly, the media needs to take a look at itself, too. And, uh, and, and so every element, business, ethics, we, we always have to be looking at ourselves and at our institutions and um, uh, always be ready to take on some kind of reform. Now, the thing is with our first responders, reform doesn't mean um, rejecting or making broad generalizations. Reform means taking a look at, at the procedures and making sure everything is correct and that it's being followed. It, do, it doesn't mean um, throwing out um the the procedures it doesn't meet or or the responsibilities that law enforcement or first responders have nor should it ever put the individuals nor the community they served at at any kind of risk reform shouldn't be you know, you know that it's okay that police officers be attacked or disrespected um, particularly physically um that cannot be accepted either so um the other thing that worries me, and I'm talking about this more on a national level, really, than locally, 
um, is some of the rhetoric that talks about kind of distancing the um, law enforcement agencies from the community, you know, um, and that's not good. Actually, what we see here is a good thing um, when police are involved in our schools or in the community or out among the neighborhood. It's in relationship and it's in, re- in knowing each other and understanding each other that um, that we can do better. Mm. But racism is real, even in our own community here. Oh, it is. It is. And, um, you know, again, I take that up. Um, racism, and not only racism, the reality of racism is is awful, but the wounds of racism are very real. And I think that's one of the things that many of us, myself included, have to pay attention to. Not You know, there's the reality of the racism, but the the wounds of racism, which are deep and stem back over a long period of time. And unless you've really experienced that firsthand, we need to listen to others to understand it. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I'll call for often is that we listen deeply to one another, that we know each other's wounds and um, and perspectives and experience and try to walk in each other's shoes you might say and um, and and see why the wounds hurt so much you know and why the reality is so awful so e- so evil that reality of racism so you know no by no means am I dismissing that reality um, you know, calling for ongoing reform again in every sector of society that that go back to that need for self-examination and um, and realization on our own. Um, but but uh, that that's true in all of society. It is. Uh, you're listening to Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, uh, as he gives us his faith up faith update for this first week of August. Uh, Bishop Brennan, also this week, uh, the seminarians are on retreat. They are. Um, uh, the Columbus seminarians are on retreat, so the Columbus seminarians who attend here in the Pontifical College Josephinum and those who are attending up at St. John the 23rd in Boston are all gathered together just among the diocesan brothers, and we pray for them as they get ready to return um, to their uh, classes soon, um, but they're making that transition from their summer work into back into that sense of formation. Um, not that that's ever lost, but the formal process of formation in the seminary. Um, and today, of course, is the Feast of John Vianney. Mm. And so let's pray for them as they make their retreat, but let's pray for all of our priests and appreciation there, too, for all of our priests. Um, and, um, and, and ask that we might grow into that likeness of the curé of ours, of, to be like John Vianney, to be holy, to rely on the Lord, and to extend the Lord's kindness to his people. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we ask you to watch over us and keep us always in your care. Help us 
to be instruments of your peace, reconciliation, and healing in the world. Give to us, one and all, the heart of Jesus Christ, that we might look around at those whom we encounter and respond with the same compassionate heart that Jesus showed the crowds when they, he saw them in their need. Watch over and protect those who watch over and protect us and those who serve our community and those who serve our nation at home and overseas. Keep them safe. Help them to be strong in the moral commitments that they have made. And help us all, and help them to know our appreciation and your protection. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan for the first week of August. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.